Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Ibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm also the host of Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, and I'm the editor of the anthology, which you should run out and buy, called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. All proceeds of that book go to COVID-19 vaccine research. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Moms Don't Have Time to Write, a new publication on Medium, and we're accepting submissions, so please send your personal essays there. And if all that isn't enough, you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens, and my website is zibbyowens.com. Okay, now back to this amazing podcast. I am obsessed with slumberkins. They're these collections of stuffed animals and loveys that come with books. And they're so much more than that. Slumberkins were developed by a therapist and an educator using research-based techniques to help teach children how to understand and support their feelings. So these are almost emotional intelligence teaching animals. My kids are just obsessed. I mean, they fight over all of these things so much. And each one comes with a book. And in the book, you do things like recite your feelings and uh, learn about different emotions. There's the caring crew of animals, the confidence crew. There's the resilience crew. It's really amazing. They have great gifts for newborn parents. And they're giving my listeners and followers Zibby 10 10% off your first purchase. The code is Zibby 10 So go to slumberkins.com check it out. Your kids will love them. And you will love the fact that they help kids fall asleep better. They create an activity that you can do with your kids, reading, reciting. They even have like digital books that you can do as activities with your kids. I am just such a huge fan of this brand and what it does for families and how it will help kids and also the fun that it brings into the household. So go to Slumberkins, code Zibby10 will get you 10% off your first purchase. Enjoy! 
Happy Independent Bookstore Day, everybody. I hope that you'll all try to find a little bit of time to pop into your favorite independent bookstore or order online from one of them. I have so many favorites. My favorites in New York City are Books or Magic, the Center for Fiction Bookstore, Shakespeare & Co. I don't know. I love bookstores. I could just live in them. McNally Jackson I love. Anyway, enjoy the day. I thought to celebrate, I would release this episode with Emma Straub, who is the owner of Bookster Magic, and also, which is in Brooklyn, and also the well-known author of, well-known best-selling author, I should say, of four novels. Her most recent, which just came out in paperback, is called All Adults Here, and she's also written Modern Lovers, The Vacationers, and Laura Lamont's Life in Pictures plus the short story collection, Other People We Married. Her books have been actually been published in 20 countries. So enjoy my episode with Emma. She talks a lot about what it's like owning a bookstore, picking the books, promoting the books, and all sorts of inside information that I found completely fascinating as someone who has been a longtime worshiper of bookstores. And I have secret ambitions to someday open a bookstore, but I don't know. There's only so much time. Anyway, enjoy this day, and let's all celebrate the importance of independent bookstores and the role they play in communities. Welcome, Emma. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on the paperback of All Adults Here. I see you're going on some big tour for that as well. How does it feel? <laughs> well, I mean, let's put let's put going on <laughs> in some major air quotes here. I am going here, right? <laughs> in my house. But I the, the the big difference between the pretend tour for my hardcover and the pretend tour for my paperback is that I have in the last year, done two important things in my house. Number one, I put a door on my office. So now it closes and no one can come in. Love it. And also I organized my shelves behind me. I, you know, I don't know why it literally, it took me 10 months of the pandemic to do this. Where like, you know, I, I mean, I do zoomy zoomies all the time with like just smart writer friends of mine who have like their books displayed beautifully behind them. And I just was not on that level. And I finally did it. I finally did it. You know what? You're, you just have to acknowledge that you are obviously a slacker <laughs> and that is, you have to just own it. And that's just it. I mean, you know, it takes a while to line up all the editions of all your books. I mean, that is, it's tough. It's, I'm yeah. proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say my books used to be a total mess and that was until February. So that was 11 months of Zooms. So I'm even worse than you. And that was only inspired by having COVID, getting out of bed after nine days and suddenly needing to touch like every book I owned for God knows what sort of psychological weird reason. And then having them all on the floor and putting them back in a different order. Well, so, I'm glad, there you go. glad you're all right. Thanks. Yeah. So you never know what's going to inspire people to read you their bookshelves, right? <laughs> but at least now I can see your beautiful book behind you. So there you go. Does it feel different talking about the book on paperback when everybody basically already knows what your book is about or not really? Yeah. I mean, it does, it does, it does feel weird. I mean, the whole thing is so weird. Like the, like publishing a book, <laughs> I don't know how it feels for you, but like, to me, it feels sort of like a fever dream. 
like something that is happening like in some imaginary other place. And I own a bookstore, you know? So like, I, I know, like I am, I am connected to like the physical reality of, of selling books more than most authors. And yet, even for me, it feels like this weird, fuzzy, like cloud world that is not at all real. And it still feels that way, even though yesterday, you know, Tuesdays are my day are my bookstore days right now. And I am in the bookstore all day having like back-to-back meetings and like, you know, just bothering everyone to my heart's content. And even so, like, I mean, I, you know, I opened like, you know, a couple of cases of my book and signed them all. And even so it feels just bizarre. I think you are living like my dream come true by owning Bookstore Magic. No, I've always wanted to own a bookstore, which probably like every book loving person sort of does in in their heart of hearts. But you actually got to do it. And I do want to discuss all adults here, but I'm also just so obsessed with Bookstore Magic and the fact that you started this amazing bookstore. What made you actually do it versus everybody else who thinks about doing it? There are two answers to this. Number one is hormones. Okay. Not what I thought you would say, but okay, let's go with that. So, okay. (laughs) So so my, so in my twenties, I worked at Bookwork, which was our local bookstore here in Cobble Hill in Brooklyn for 35 years, family owned. I loved it. I loved it. It was my place, you know? And when I was very pregnant with our second child, my family moved closer to book court again. We were living elsewhere in Brooklyn. And I, I mean, it sounds crazy to say that we moved to be closer to that bookstore, but it's not, not true, you know? And so then I had a baby and we were at book court with the baby and the toddler. And I was talking to this man who worked there and he told me that they were closing and that the owners had sold the building. And I just, I, I thought, well, that, so that we have to do it then. Like it was just, it was in my head, it was either we could move again (laughs) or we could open a bookstore. And I am really not joking that in my somewhat deranged state thought it sounded easier and like less hassle to open a bookstore and run a small business, you know, forever rather than move one time. So that's one answer. Your, your, your moving experiences <laughs> must've been terrible. Well, you yeah. must, I have to like send you a, the, a new mover or something. I'll give you a name of a really nice mover who will make your life easy. I mean, the move, you know, it was like, oh my God. I mean, I don't know how much time we have here, but like, you know, I was, <laughs> Probably not. I was, you know, I was eight months or I was seven months pregnant when we moved. And then, yeah, it was just, it was a, it was a, it was a complicated time. But so the other reason is that I had, my husband and I had always sort of talked about it in the way that you just described it was sort of as this fantasy, I think that a lot of book people have. And he was ready for a change. My husband, he, he had worked as a graphic designer for, you know, his whole professional career, mostly in books. And yeah, we just decided to go for it. 
And it is wild. I mean, it is, it is wild. There are things about it that we were really good at right from the start. And we had obviously so much like oomph going into it. And then there are so many things that we were terrible at that we have had to learn and improve and evolve and change. Like it's, you know, the, the store will be four years old in a couple of weeks. And I just like, I cannot underestimate or no, I can't, I can't, I can't overestimate the amount of stuff that we have learned in the last four years. Like it is, you know, I, it makes me understand and appreciate why people go to business school, which is something that I would never have done in 1 million years, even if you pay. I don't know. I went to business school and I don't think I took the right classes. Or something. <laughs> like I still, I still would would need just as much help. You, going to business school is not the fail safe. So don't, don't regret that decision too much. But now like I read business books, I read business books. It's crazy. Like I was a poetry major, like, you know, um, <laughs> some business books are really good. I mean, some business books read like fiction even. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I think that <laughs> the one really absolutely unintended and unanticipated consequence of opening a bookstore is that my reading habits have changed. And one of the ways that they changed is that I do sometimes read business books, which I would never have. It's okay. (laughs) I won't tell, I won't tell anybody. (laughs) Between us. (laughs) What else has changed about it? Do you, I mean, because one of the things about Books Are Magic that I feel like makes it different from other bookstores is the curation of like what you even sell. Like it's already like, you've like taken the guesswork out of like picking a good quality, like literary-ish, awesome read, right? Which it's not necessarily the most mainstream, but it's going to be really well-written, right? It's like you... You've already passed a test if your if your book is sold there. I actually don't even know if my anthology is sold there, and now I don't even want to yes, know. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. Awesome. Um, I'm gonna have to come in now yes. that the world yes. is starting again. I would love to. I haven't been since pre-pandemic. But anyway, so the curation has that affected your own reading? Like, do you? How does it work? So, so I at, at the beginning I did all the buying, and now I do all the adult buying. We have a children's book buyer who is amazing and who does the kids' books. But now I do, I don't know, maybe 75% of the buying. And oh, it's great. It's great. It's so much fun. It's so much fun because it's just like online shopping, only you're doing it for like, you know, thousands of people. And so it doesn't have to be just my own taste, you know, and it's really fun. I mean, our just like, the people who shop in our store and the people who work in our store are so smart. They are so much smarter than I am. And it is such a pleasure to pick books that I know they're going to like, you know, it's, if I was, if I was picking books that were just for me, it would be really boring, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm picking books for, for everybody. And it's, and it is really just a joy, but to answer your question. So in terms of what I read and how my reading habits have changed, it's now I read almost, almost everything I read is a galley, you know, of something that comes out in three months or six months. And my memory is a pathetic sieve. And so I never remember anything. And so when someone asks me, you know, like in the old days on the book tour, when you would be like traveling around and people would be like, what are you reading? I would just like, my mind would be a, like a black hole, a deep, large black hole. But now it's sort of even worse because I, I can't remember. And it's all stuff that doesn't come out for months and months and months. So it's like totally useless information, almost always. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But, you know, it's what's fun is that I, I, I get... I mean, like right now I'm reading the new Colson Whitehead that comes out in the fall. And there are things like that, like things that just fall into my lap that I'm like, oh, it's like Christmas. You know, it's like a book that you would be delighted to read anytime. And then it just shows up and it's got your name on it. And it's really delightful. Wow. Well, I just, I bet it wouldn't be boring if the store was filled with what you like, <laughs> but it's great that you're shopping for everybody too. That's awesome. So neat. I just feel like so many authors want to know like how to stand out at a bookstore, right? There's even in a bookstore like yours, it's so hard, right? Like any bookstore you go into, sometimes there's just one book on pushed in the shelf with so many other books. And like, can you have it on the table? And where is it? And what's going to make somebody pull it out? And like, those are, you know, I've like never wanted, I always thought like my worst job ever that I could ever get would be to be like a maitre d' at a restaurant because like, how would you be able to like handle the timing and the people and where would you put everybody and like all those logistics. But I feel like the responsibility of even placing a book in a bookstore has such ramifications, like, or like an admissions officer in college. I could yeah. never do that either. Yeah. Like what, what, what am I doing to these people's lives? Something I mean, like that. It, it's not quite, you know, 
Harvard admissions where you're changing somebody's life. But it is true that if I buy one copy of something, it goes on the shelf and someone has to come in looking for it or looking in that section, right? But if I buy six of something or 12 of something, the the booksellers really have no choice but to put it on the table because that's where it's going to fit. And if you put something on the table, people will buy it. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not like, you know, magic. Like if we put like, I don't know, like some... There are books that would not sell in my bookstore for sure. Like if, if we put some, you know, conservative white man smoking a cigar, like one of those books, no one would touch it with the 10 foot pole. But if, if there's some book that is amazing that I know our customers are going to love and we put that on the table, it, it sells, which is does feel, you do feel a little bit drunk with power in a very, very good way. Wow. Well, you must get lots of, people must try to like bribe you. I can't even imagine some of this stuff. No, no, no. really? I feel like people would like be like, no. Okay. I, I, good. Great. (laughs) I mean, the publishers, you know, I, I think that there are ways in which the publishers sort of rewards you or like gives you like credits basically based on like, if you buy a certain number of books sometimes, you know, where it's like, you know, buy five and you get one free, that kind of thing. Like, but it's nothing, it's nothing very exciting or, and there's nothing gross about it. Like there's, there's nothing. I have never had an author come in and try to like, you know, slip me a hundred bucks to put there. Well, I didn't mean cash or anything. I know. <laughs> and I also, I didn't even mean the authors. I was thinking more of the publishers, yeah. not that they would slip you cash. Well, it, never mind. Forget the question. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Though? It is a hundred percent true that if an author comes in to our store and is terrific, I won't name names, but I will Maybe I should, if I'm just saying nice things, I don't know, but I don't know. I I won't name names, but like there, there's one author who came into the store as she was a debut. She came into the store on her book tour a couple of years ago and she brought like a giant package of Korean face masks for everybody. And we were all like, will you marry us? Like, she was just like, it wasn't like gross. It was just like for the booksellers. Sometimes people bake, sometimes people send us cookies. And I am all for that kind of bribery, like bribery that directly makes my booksellers happy. I am a thousand percent for a thousand percent. And on the flip side, and those are also people, those are also the people who send thank you notes, people who send thank you notes, I will, I order more of their books. If people come in and are jerks, I'm not going to order as many copies of their next book. I'm not like, it really is like, it's, it, it's up to me. You know, it is up to me. It is not, there is no like corporate overlord who is telling me that I need to support this author who is an asshole. Can I say asshole? Sorry. Yeah, you can say, you know, there's no corporate overlord who is in charge, who I have to sort of run things by. And so if I think somebody is, is not cool in some way, I don't mean not cool. as it like an uncool? I get it. 
Yeah. yeah. Then yeah, they don't get a stack. No way. Hmm. That is very interesting. I love getting thank you notes. I get a lot of handwritten thank you notes just to, when I have somebody on my podcast. I'm like, that is so nice. Yeah. I, I, it's just so nice. It like always makes my day. Not to like try to solicit more thank you. No, <laughs> you should. You should. I mean, listen. But it is, it's like a lost art and it always, like getting mail. It's like when you're a kid, right? You just, it just like always makes your day like at camp or something and like you'd get a package, yes. right? It's the yes. same. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Well, sorry. I really wanted to talk to you about the bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just used this podcast for myself essentially, but I'm assuming if I'm interested, other people are interested because, you know, selling books is like, I don't know, especially today. It's like with everything being closed for the last year and, oh my gosh. Anyway, it's like a miracle that books can still sell. And anyway, are you doing anything special? Last question about the bookstore for independent bookstore day. Cause I think I'm going to release this on independent bookstore day. I've just decided yeah, we are, we've got some stuff to give away. We are, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird year because we don't, I mean, it sounds so backwards, but we don't really want to encourage more people than usual to come. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, don't, yeah. We don't want there to be more people in the store than would normally be in the store. You know, on the weekends, there's always a line out the door anyway, um, where people wait to come in, which is nice. But we have some new merch that we are going to put on sale and some fun stuff like that. But yeah, just stay tuned to Books or Magic BK on Instagram. I use my Books or Magic mug all the time, by the way. I should, I posted a picture a long time ago, but I should post another one soon. But you know, not that you need, not that you need it, but just FYI, I love it. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) You Okay. So your book for our last two minutes, (laughs) all adults here. Well, so beautifully written. I feel like I know this family, like I could like run into them, this whole bus accident, the secrets, the train ride up that like even the way you talk about driving in a taxi like in the backseat and having to get there and be accompanied and her feeling like crazy I feel like I used to always do these like unaccompanied trips where my parents were always just like sending my brother me places and we were like oh my gosh (laughs) so it like made me think back to that just tell listeners a little bit more about the book and and like why why did you write the book what what made you write all adults here Sure. sure well you know I think that I would say a common misconception is that people is that writers are sort of like experts about things and write books because they want to tell people stuff. Right. I feel like I write things in order to understand them. And this book is very much about understanding how to be a parent and how to be a sibling and how to be a an adult child of an aging person and just how to navigate life when you are making mistakes, which we all do all the time. You know, I think as a person in this sort of like sandwich generation, I think about it all the time, you know, where like my parents are getting older, I have small children. And so I feel pulled in both directions. And like when I, my parents live like about a five minute walk that direction. And so do mine. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like when you walk into your parent, my parents don't live in the, in the house that I grew up in, but even so, like when I walk into my parents' apartment, I like kick my shoes off wherever I like take off my 
clothes. Like I drop things everywhere. I just open the fridge. Like I just, I treat it like it's my space and like I'm a teenager. And <laughs> and I, and I think they do because my mom still acts the way she did when I was a child where like, I'll be like sitting somewhere and all of a sudden there will be like a, a little bowl of clementines right next to me or something, you know, like she's still mothering me because I'm still her child, even though I'm 40 years old and I have my own two children. So that's really what the book is about, I guess, to answer your question. Love it. Well, those are like the most relatable things in the world, right? Everybody, I feel like everybody is dealing with all of that stuff. You know, even the way you write about parenting in the book, like I, I'm forgetting his name, but the the brother who goes to the diner just to escape his his crazy twins and just like hide out there. And I'm like, oh, if only like moms could sneak out to a diner in the morning and just be like, well, that, you know, not to generalize there are many men who are, no, never no, mind, no. but you know, gotcha. if only I could do that. There's some mornings when everybody would love to just hang out at the local diner and, you know, read the paper and all of that. What are you working on next? What's coming next from you book-wise? On a novel. I just, I just got notes back on my first draft of my next novel from my editor. And so I'm trying to synthesize them. I think we're going to talk tomorrow or later this week about them, but yeah, I am... I don't know when it'll be out, you know, but, but it's, you're going to order 12 coffees of them <laughs> and it's going on the table. <laughs> oh man, it's going on the table. It is going on the table for sure. Can you say anything about it? Like a little sneak peek of any kind? <laughs> it's a time travel book. It's a time travel book. It's a time travel book. <laughs> okay. All right. It's New York city. It's the Upper West Side. It's high school and time travel and death and love. Oh, love it. Yeah. What, what more can you want? That's yeah. perfect. And I throw <laughs> in a little Zabars and you've got the whole thing covered. Excellent. Do you have any advice for aspiring authors? Finish it. Finish it. Finish it. If you don't finish it, whatever it is that you're trying to write, if you're trying to write an essay, if you're trying to write a memoir, if you're trying to write a short story, if you're trying to write a novel, if you're trying to write a screenplay, if you don't finish it, then you can never make it good. I, I know a lot of aspiring writers who are perfectionists. Perfection is the enemy. Don't worry about that. Just finish it and then make it good. Okay. Great. Finish it. We will. <laughs> um, well, thank you. By the way, if you have any interest, I have this new site on Medium called Moms Don't Have Time to Write. If you have any interest in writing anything for Independent Bookstore Day, we could publish it that day. I thought that might be fun. Actually, it wasn't even my idea. But anyway, if you have any interest, would love for you to do that. My phone started ringing. It's, I think I, it's my next, I have an, another interview that's right this moment. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we'll talk. I'm going to email you about this last piece. Tell me. Email okay. me. Okay. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure, Zibby. Thank you so Such much. Such a for pleasure. Having. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Bye. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you, Slumberkins, for sponsoring today's episode. Again, use code Zibby10 to get 10% off your first purchase. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. 
Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.